Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Spooked. The Scary Story Improvised Podcast. I'm Damian Debring. I'm Cody Crane. And I'm Josh Murray. Oh, Josh, so excited to have you back. I am thrilled to be here. I'm ready to spook the pants off of the listeners. It's going to be extra spooky today. Yeah, their their pants are going to be filled with spook. (laughs) (laughs) I I assume. Um, So, Josh, we've been doing a new thing where listeners have been submitting their fears uh, to us. So uh, we do one per episode kind of thing and uh, maybe get your take on this one. Because uh, today, the fear that we've been submitted is the fear of confrontation. Mm, yes, the wussy fear. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I feel like that's dumb, personally. I think confrontation is fine. It's fun. That's how things get done. But I understand not wanting to make waves. But again, <sighs> be a little brave. That's all it really boils down to. It's that it's. <laughs> It's almost like stage fear. It's like, eh, yeah, you're scared, but come on, give me a break. Get over it. But that's me. That's me. And I know there's real people out there. So enjoy your letters. (laughs) This one, the example they gave, too, was, for example, being late to work and not wanting to, you know, being scared of what people will say when they're late. Yeah, I guess. Like, cool. Like, that's the hoarder mentality. Like, oh, I better not clean up my house. Like, sure, whatever you want, whatever you choose to believe. But at the end of the day, it's just like, be responsible for yourself. Um, yeah. I mean, if that's you didn't it. like sorry, that. Sorry, com- sorry, whoever put that fear out. But like, we can talk. I'll get you over it. I mean, if you didn't want to have that confrontation, just show up on time. That's all you got to yeah. do. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Well, I mean, some things happen, you know, like transit and all of that. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I don't know. I think it's dumb, too. It's I'm like, you know them- what? This is two weeks in a row, I think, where we've said that the fear is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm, was the last one? Something about barbershops. They're really afraid of getting haircuts or something like that. And like, what are you for? Well, OK. All right. All right. Well, there's blades and stuff and you're, you're out of control. I, I honestly I think that one's more reasonable than confrontation. <laughs> like what if like what if someone's like, hey, you like, what are you going to do? Freak out? Like, I don't know. I'd be a little scared to say something if my barber did cut my ear. Yeah, <laughs> that's what? fair. I guess that's, that's a combination of both. Yeah, that'd be the one time that I wouldn't mind saying something. I'm like, hey, you cut my ear. <laughs> You're you're the confrontation king, though. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> you nice. don't care. You'll say it to anyone. I'll say that's it. good. I'll cut their ear. Not, not me. I I mean, I'm not scared of it. I, I'll like if I'm late, I'll be like, hey, like this is why kind of thing. But like half the time I will say, like, I don't want it. I, it's not worth dealing with. Yeah, I get that. I mean, I'll try and avoid it like in situations most of the time. But if I have to, I'll throw down. Yeah. <laughs> I've also been on the other end of this before, too. I used to work at retail and I had an employee that did not show up because they were scared of what I was going to say because they missed a shift. Oh, they just was, never like, came in again? <laughs> and they never came back again. And they never <laughs> answered my phone calls. And I'm like, did you just forget? And then I spoke to the their friends and they're like, oh, they were just scared that they were going to be disappointing to you. And I'm like, yeah, this is worse. <laughs> That's so funny. 
you're afraid of being late so you just never show up again <laughs> it's really common it is it's believe it or not people are that scared at That's the start crazy. of this, uh, uh, when I asked you about this, the confrontation, it seemed like you had a chip on your shoulder, and now I understand why. I get it, I get it, yeah. Yeah, yeah I guess that's manifesting for sure. <laughs> but it's not all about these scary fears today, because we have a guest as well here. We got Nug Narga here! Hello, Woo! everybody. How are you? I'm fine. <laughs> How are you doing, Nug? Are you uh, scared of confrontation at all? How do you feel about it? It, uh, my, I, early on in my life, I want to say I was scared of confrontation. So I was like, I better get my homework done. I better get my assignments in. I don't want to deal with, like, I don't want to be yelled at by the teacher. Uh, and I feel like as I'm getting older, it's turned into, is this can of worms worth opening up? I, it, is it worth the time and energy that this is going to take to talk to this person? Yeah. Random stranger at the mall, not wearing a mask that I'll never see again. A hundred percent. I'm going to go talk to that person and tell him to put a fucking mask on. Uh, <laughs> people in our building who are in the common areas, you know, uh, common areas defined by where other people are, not just you. Uh, yeah. Put a mask on. That's the whole point of what's going on. So I've been confronting people left and right about putting masks on and really <laughs> enjoying it. Yeah. But all, then when it comes to like big major things, like I got a friend who's a bit of a flake. Do I really want to tell them that I'm sick of their shit? Nah, <laughs> eh, it's not worth it. Like the yeah. time, the energy, the problems yeah. it's going to cause, who cares? That's definitely one that you could just stop talking to them. <laughs> and it'll probably oh, <laughs> the, the, you're way ahead of me on this one. <laughs> I have yet to do it. I have yet to stop. <laughs> you just kind of, you just kind of phase it out gradually. That, yeah. That's one of those situations. Yeah. <laughs> It, it just causes this ripple effect where all of a sudden all your friends have to choose sides. <laughs> yeah. And I, I already don't see everybody enough. <laughs> I don't need to make it worse and have them n choose not to see me after we're able to see each other again. <laughs> uh, that's fair. Yeah. You can name names too, if you want. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Josh Murray. <laughs> oh no! Whoops! Oh, we did not know that this was going to happen today. <laughs> Today's the day. Fair. This is intervention. Yeah. <laughs> Via Zoom, the best way to do it. Hey, this is like confrontation times ten. I'm in. Josh, put your dang mask on. That's what the issue is. That's, I'm just trying to say. That's fine. <laughs> and boy, get it. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> you just add it close to you. <laughs> hey, you never know. It's true. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> it could go through the Zoom lines. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know science. No. <laughs> uh, Nug, for the people that don't know, uh, you're an actor, you're a writer, you're a comedian, you're a personality, a host, a podcaster. You literally do it all to to. I wish I would have picked one thing to be real good at, uh, <laughs> but instead I picked a whole lot of things to be OK at. Mm. <laughs> how did you, how did you get started into this entertainment world? Um, I was, as my dad likes to say, I was giving it away for free for a long time, uh, always acting like an idiot. And, um, you know, I still remember in high school when I was running the assemblies, putting on the assemblies and doing entertainment for the, for the students where the new principal took over and he goes, now, I just want to say this year, I know you're in charge of stuff and we have a good rapport. So I want to let you know that There'll be nothing on stage this year about politics, religion, or sex. And what flew out of my mouth was, what about disabilities? <laughs> and he said, no. And I go, well, you're not leaving me with anything, um, <laughs> which he was just dumbfounded by. Um, but uh, I, I did school uh, plays after school and stuff. And then when I got to university, 
I was going, I was from a very small town. Um, it said 3000 people on the sign, but that's very generous. Um, but when I got to university at uh, York in Toronto, I saw, I was there for English. I was going, I'm an English major. And so I saw a poster on the wall that said auditions and rehearsals for this will be after, after classes. And I went, Oh, and after school play, I've done that before. So then when I went into audition, I met other students from York who were in the theater program. And I said, oh, what do you do for school? What do you take? And they said, theater. And I said, no, but for school. And I didn't know that taking theater was an option at all. Uh Um, uh, And then I was working with all these other people who also didn't know that theater was an option. So we had like geography majors and poli sci majors all doing plays after after classes. And uh, weirdly, a whole big bunch of those people from that group are all acting now and a bunch of the people I know from the theater program are not. (laughs) Yeah, I can see that. (laughs) But yeah, so I started doing comedy and stuff up there. Uh, I was in a duo with uh, Perry Perry Perlmutter, who does uh, stand-up. Perry and I were in a duo called Nugmutter, and we got nominated for the Tim Sims Award at Second City, and we did a bunch of shows there. And then I got into Second City auditioning, crashed the auditions. Uh, I didn't know there were auditions. This is how I've lucked into everything I've ever done. (laughs) I had no idea these things were happening and people told me to show up and I did, and then I got a job. Uh, And so I started with Second City back when um, the year started with a 19. And uh, then uh, touring company across Canada and cruise ships and a little dabbling in musical theater here and there. And... uh, boy podcasts and improv and yeah it's nuts it's quite a storied career I mean, well i'll tell you all about my failed snl audition sometime it's a oh, good story okay. we'd love that oh, oh that's great yeah that is amazing <laughs> well, i'll get the, the funniest part of the whole thing was it was right at this is gonna start bad uh but uh, chris farley had just passed away and then me and uh, Horatio Sands were auditioning the same year from he was in Chicago and I knew him and so we saw each other and he looked at me and we were both huge at the time and he looked at me and he goes hey it's gonna be one of us <laughs> <laughs> so well, when it was him we got drunk uh, it was really fun he's a good dude that's amazing I mean um one of the things that uh, this is more recent, obviously, but we did see uh, Songbuster at Fringe with you and Josh yeah, yeah. Song, Songbuster was a blast. Uh, really good. We had a lot of fun. Uh, we had a lot of different people in it and everybody ki- kind of, I just think it was a perfect storm of everybody coming from different places. You know, people were in Second City or hadn't done Second City or were just on their radar or everybody came from different experiences and places. And we all ended up in this one spot where it's like, this would be a fun thing to do. Mm-hmm. And it was very, very fun. And uh it turned into something when well, that's always the best when you're doing something that's really fun. And then it turns into something like, Oh, this is actually a viable form of entertainment you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, those were the days that was like, honestly, four or five years ago now. Isn't that sad? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it seems longer because we haven't done anything for so long, but <laughs> right. I think it, yeah. you know, my, my wife joked that every, Every month of pandemic, or every three months of pandemic, counted as a year of marriage. Yeah. So well, we've been married all, like like I want to say almost ten years. So it's been pretty good. Congratulations! Congratulations. Well, yeah. Thank you, thank you, pretty much. 
it's it's definitely weird how time has passed now like especially and like even to think about we did that uh illusionoid spooked live show i think that was like three maybe even four years ago now uh, yeah at yeah. least it was up uh, i think upstairs at the social capital yeah mm, yeah crazy and that was your that was the first time you guys had done a live show yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. and we've done like uh two or three since yeah <laughs> you learn real you learn real quick you can't cut things out yeah <laughs> i mean it's not like we do much cutting anyway it's more just uh perfect we uh we're so used to being here in it like on on this medium so it's it's a it's a weird translation for us still i think yeah it's a very different experience that when we do illusionoid we do try to be in the same room and just go with it and we yep. the only time we ever edit and it's very rare because usually when we screw up big time it's very entertaining or at least we think it is so we leave it in yeah but it's always like listen here mr what was your name again uh, <laughs> carstairs right listen here mr carstairs <laughs> sometimes we'll leave it in or not but we'll call each other by the wrong name and then someone will point it out in the improv and the other guy will have to go back and make it make sense and that's fine but any major problems or if we we realize we've been talking over each other mm -hmm. whatever we said during that bit we'll like say some of that again just you alone say some of that again and we'll drop it in wherever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, looking at your uh, film history here. Now. Oh, boy. Uh, done. You've been in movies with legends, right? Mike Myers, Leslie yes. Nielsen, Jackie yeah. Chan. Yeah. Your first movie, Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Uh, I remember. Well, we I did a bunch of scenes. Well, I auditioned. That was Men with Brooms. I auditioned for mm -hmm. Paul Gross. And then during the audition, uh, he was just asking me personal questions. Like it was like a three lines of a script, but he was asking me all these personal questions. Yeah. And then uh, I got told I got the gig and then the script got sent to my house. And there was a, I still have it somewhere, this handwritten note from Paul Gross that said, hey, Nug, hope you don't mind. I changed the name of your character in the movie. And I had auditioned for bartender and then he changed the name of the bartender to Nug. Whoa. Oh, and I was wearing, I had a bowling shirt that had my name uh, embroidered on it. Like, a, yeah. and so he was like, is that your shirt? And I go, yeah, yeah, I got it made. And he's like, cool, bring that shirt. Like he, so he was like, <laughs> wear the shirt to the show. Um, and then I realized I would have a scene. I'd be shooting a couple of scenes with Leslie Nielsen. And so I brought my DVD, my DVDs were a form of uh, <laughs> physical <laughs> entertainment for those people who don't know. Um, but I brought my DVD of Airplane to set and I asked Mr. Nielsen if he would sign my DVD and he was like oh I don't have a marker right now but when we break for lunch come by my trailer and I'll, I'll sign I was like oh okay and so I came like <laughs> I had like a little lunch kit and I knocked on his trailer door he goes oh come in and we sat in his trailer and had lunch and he signed my uh, airplane DVD and I and this is the genius of Leslie Nielsen or maybe the old man Leslie Nielsen he would interrupt the conversation to just be like, oh, I remember when we shot that. Did you hear? <laughs> anyway, and then he'd just get back to it, but he did it all the time. And I was like, this is either he's going crazy or this is commitment to a bit. And I either way is great. <laughs> I mean, I love both. Uh, that's oh, yeah, that's he was so, so crazy. We did a big scene. There's a shot at the end of that movie where we're everybody celebrating and I'm the bartender. And we start off by me serving him and Peter Outerbridge. And it was a real bar we shot in Etobicoke. And then they wanted to start with us, 
go around the bar, see every character and then land back over here. And I'd be in the shot, but I would be the bookend of this whole thing. And we did about seven or eight takes, but about the second take, Peter Utterbridge and Leslie Nielsen were like, is this real booze behind the bar? And I, I'm like, I think so. And he goes, all right, pour me one. Great. So in the scene, they're drinking real booze from the bar we were shooting at. And by about the sixth take, Peter just put his hand over his shot glass and goes, I don't think I, I don't think I could do it anymore. <laughs> Take it easy. So, but we did uh, the lot. There was a line where Leslie Nielsen said, Nug. And I came over and he said, A round of rigor mortis for everyone. And then Outer, I said, I don't know what that is. And Outerbridge goes, Take that whole top shelf and put it in a bucket. That was the line. So, by the time it came back around, I had found a bucket behind the bar and had two <laughs> bottles in each hand and was just dumping stuff into a bucket. And then Paul Gross came over and goes, we got it, but that booze is going to cost us money. So no more of that. I was like, okay, great. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. I felt like, uh, like when I was growing up, I saw constantly like men with brooms felt like one of the biggest movies in the world to me in my, like in my hometown, like it was always advertised. I wanted to see it and it was always rented out at my like local, uh, <laughs> like jumbo or whatever and i ended up getting like the poster but i could never rent the movie uh the the weirdest part of all of that we did a big uh my family uh, is gigantic on my dad's side and they all bought tickets and we all went in waterloo to like a cineplex with like 40 people and then they rented out the basement of i want to say an east side mario's and we had a little <laughs> after party you're like, hey, we're having a party for this guy. He had four lines in a movie. Like, it was very <laughs> weird, but a lot of fun. And yeah. I remember my grandmother, I had put, uh, Paul Gross thought it was, he. Did, I don't know if he even asked, but he just put, my character's name was Nug McTeague for whatever reason. And so he just had Nug as Nug McTeague. That was the credits. And my grandmother, who one of the last things she ever said to me was, that was very nice, but I wish they would have used your full name. <laughs> so I was like, Oh, okay. So now I try to use it all the time as much as I can. Do you care how you're credited? Oddly, yes. So yeah. here's here's how I'm credited from now on. It, it, it makes a difference. That's like one of the things you just have to fight for is just to have a character name on set oh. for these things. I'm fine with like Hillbilly number four, but I like to have my name in the credits after Hillbilly, Hillbilly number four played by Nagnar Gang or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, of course. <laughs> Uh, but we have to go into a bit of a spookier note here. Yes. We got to know, do you believe in ghosts? Yes. Um, uh, the, there was. So do you know, the, is it the Josh, what's the theater off of Bathurst in the Queen of Bathurst area? Just north. Is that the. Uh, theater uh, Pass Marai? Yes. Mm. So we were doing Night of the Living Dead live at Theater Pass Marai. And they, we, there's kind of two levels to the stage. We used two levels of the stage. We opened the show up top of the graveyard scene. And then we had as uh, Barbara got chased all through the audience to the stage. It was how we started the show. And I started up there uh, waiting. And then when the lights went out, I would go and take my seat in an empty seat in the theater and be a planted zombie to start the show. So the lights go down one night and they have always said Passmerize haunted people have always said theater Passmerize is super haunted and it used to be a dairy with a like a stable in the back and so people were like people died at the dairy <laughs> and so there was a night where i went flying uh towards the stairs and we had an empty 
chair at the top of the stairs where our staff would sit, but they wouldn't get there until the show had started because they were doing other things. And I remember <laughs> running to the stairs and seeing a woman dressed like she was from the 1800s sitting on the chair watching the show. And I, we had all heard that there was a ghost in the theater. And so as I went past, whether it was a ghost or not, I just said, thank you very much for letting us use your theater. And I, <laughs> and I went and, and then I got to my seat and was like, oh my God. And then I got backstage and was like, you guys. And I told everybody, uh, Dale Boyer and Trevor, Mar Trevor Martin were like, oh man, I wish you would have seen it. And I go, I don't think you would have. I think it's terrifying whether or not that was like, it was either a person dressed like they were from the 1800s, which is jarring, or a ghost. Either way, it was unsettling. <laughs> uh so you said it used to be a dairy. Were, do you, were there any cow ghosts? Uh, I had no, but there was a low, I want to call it a moo, like mm. a low moo, just constant from the back room. Do you think the fact that there weren't any cow ghosts proves that animals don't have souls? No, Whoa. I think they were killed off premises. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, they could come back though. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. if you could come back, come back to a pasture. Don't pick the place where you were put into indentured servitude. I also <laughs> feel like some of the cows probably died there. You would think they were milked too hard and their body <laughs> to <left>. death, <laughs> milk to death. Did you believe in ghosts before that moment or was that the moment where you're like, OK, uh, no, I mean, wh why not? You know, like, yeah. sure, that kind of stuff could happen. But uh, until it wasn't really uh, like you always. Uh, yep, there's probably ghosts. And then you see something like that. and You go, there's definitely probably ghosts. Mm. So, <laughs> Josh, you seemed perplexed. Well, a little bit, but the other thing about ghosts is that there's reports of ghosts happening in every civilization throughout time. So there's got to be something there. You know, it's not like everyone's like like isolated communities are saying, hey, I speak to my ancestors. And it's like they didn't make this up. This is not like a global consciousness thing. This is something that they believe to be true for something. So it's definitely has something to do with humanity if it's not real and i don't know too many witnesses i feel like uh, this would be a huge conspiracy worldwide conspiracy there has to be ghosts mm, sure i mean I don't, I don't subscribe to that view but yeah i mean i get what you're saying about it being like if it's happening worldwide there must be something but i think it just proves the the fragility and the 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 complexity of the, the human mind more than anything and that we don't know a bunch of the shit like I think so much of it is is based on you know just things we don't understand about it that that could be explained from for more rational reasons I listen to a lot of old-timey 1940s 50s radio mm -hmm. shows and a common theme in the detective shows is that there's always a psychic who will contact the dead and they're always a scam <laughs> and so it's just the reason it worked as a scam was because people really needed to talk to someone who had passed away, either to get their blessing to move on or to apologize for something they did or just mm -hmm. to be able to contact them again. And people were that desperate to believe in that kind of stuff that people would pray on it. Just like today, yep. people pray on that kind of stuff all the time. But it's such a common thing in the detective stories where there's like a, a fake, a bogus psychic that they've got to bust up and people are just pouring their money into it. It's There is something inside of all of us that would love to talk to somebody who has passed away again. And yeah. so whether or not we pay money to do that or how that want manifests, 
it, it's something in us that we wish we could see them and whether or not we want to pay for it or just believe we saw them out of the corner of our eye today mm-hmm. gives us something that we need. Yeah. And I mean, when everyone died before they were 30, I think it was even more so, right? I love the idea that you can die when you're 100 years old, but come back looking like you were 35. That's the dream. <laughs> it is the dream. Yeah. Come back the best you ever look. Yeah. I want to come back hot as fuck. I want to be jacked. I want to be wearing a nice. Uh... Well, they come back at looking like when they were 35. OK, oh, shit. Yeah. if you never yeah. look that way, then you're not going to. Well, why? Close. Why can't you change to be like you just make yourself. It's like yeah. a sim making a sim. Yeah. <laughs> you just I would come back now. Formless, shapeless ghost, but then you turn that shapeless into a shape. You put all the sliders over to uh, muscular and and. <laughs> uh, every ghost would be jacked. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I don't believe there are ghosts. I actually right. love That's the way fair. I look. That's a good argument. I, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I love the way I look, and I'd look exactly like this if I even had to choose. Mm. Oh man. <laughs> I think I'd go with four-year-old me. I think that would have the best time. And I think that would be the ultimate and creeping people out. That's you know, at the bottom of the stairs. Like children because old, that. old skeleton ghosts are creepy, but four year old kid ghosts are the creepiest. What about yeah. a four year old skeleton ghost? Don't even start. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's best. Terrifying. Terrifying. That that was like, uh, yeah, because my cousin uh, used to see a ghost and it would be like this child in his room and it, he'd wake up and just see its face right in his face. And then uh, I remember when I like uh, stayed there, they were like, oh, he's uh, moving out so you can uh, sleep in his room. And I was like, no, I'll just take the couch. Yeah. yeah. Not going in he's the, moving the, out the because of a ghost, ghost, but you're welcome to sleep in there. <laughs> oh, oh, thanks. <laughs> Last thing I want, child ghost room. No, thank you. <laughs> no, <Yeah>. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but on that note, we got a story to tell. We all drew positions beforehand. Uh, no, do you want to reveal what you drew? Uh, yes, I drew the celebrity, which is a little terrifying. Yeah, so I go to a random celebrity generator. It's going to give you four options, and oh you must appear as one of these celebrities at some point during the story. So your choices are uh, Scarlett Johansson. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> Thomas Jefferson. Fidel Castro. <laughs> we said celebrities, right? Yeah. Or okay. uh, people or Tyler Perry. <laughs> Whoa. It, there is now a choice of which one will get me in the least trouble. <laughs> I think it's Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> <laughs> Jefferson's available. Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, that's true. Thomas Jefferson, Scarlett Johansson, Tyler Perry, and or Fidel, Fidel Castro. <laughs> okay. 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 Do I have to pick one right now? Uh, no, you can you can leave it as a surprise. Drew. All right. And you can uh, incorporate all four if you want. It's yeah, true. This yeah. is true. We won't stop you. <laughs> yeah. Really just quadruple down on it. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and, and guys, not only is it going to be terrible, it's going to be four times terrible. <laughs> yeah, that's what we love. Uh, Josh, what did you draw? Uh, I drew a swing. So I'm just going to cause havoc in this story. Yeah, yeah, no I, responsibility whatsoever. I also drew the swing. And that means I drew the narrator. So for that, we're going to go to canigetit.com for a location, a relationship, or a word in order to get this story started. What would you like? Uh, let's do location. Food cart or truck. So food truck. All right. 
This episode of Spooked is brought to you by BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Spooked, S-P-O-O-K-E-D, to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Spooked. Yes. Love is in the air. That's Valentine's Day is coming up. Valentine's Day coming up, and it's okay if you don't have a sweetheart this year. Mm -hmm. Have no fear. I know that that weighs on a lot of people, whether they have a Valentine, don't have a Valentine. You know, and the stresses of planning Valentine's Day is a lot. It can be a lot for you, and you might need someone to talk to during this time. Self-love is important, and what better way to do that than with our friends at BetterHelp? Exactly. I know that for myself, Mm -hmm. I get a lot of uh, stress while... Uh, doing planning and do, mm-hmm. and putting things together that really uh, stresses me out. It um, gives me anxiety. It uh, it makes me kind of just fold up and want to just stay in bed. But it doesn't have to be that way. No, it doesn't. So the people at BetterHelp have people to talk to you about this and talk to me. Yeah. And if you're thinking about starting therapy, BetterHelp's a great way to do that. It's entirely online. So even if you are stuck in bed, what great way to start it where you don't have to leave the first few sessions. Exactly, yeah. Just open up your Open uh, it up laptop. and get it started right there. Yeah, in bed. Perfect. You can still wear your jammies, just as I like it. BetterHelp is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule, whatever that schedule may be. Just fill out their brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And, hey, if they don't work out for some reason, you can switch your therapist at any time for no additional charge. Yeah, you're not stuck to a therapist, you know? And and it's all uh, online and everything, so you don't have to have that awkward thing of, like, in person, and then they're just wondering whether you're, they're going to see you again in person, and it's more of a connection. No! Do online. Do BetterHelp. That's right. So don't forget, go to BetterHelp.com slash Spooked to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Spooked. Today. Ah, food truck. It was a bright, sunny day on set. Oh, it was nice. Everyone was lined up. All of the crew wanted their Sammies. Everyone wanted their sandwiches, and there was just one person in the food court or in the food truck just running it all by themselves. How can they handle making all of these sandwiches for all these people in line? Excuse me, excuse me. Yeah, yes, yes. Um, is there bread on this sandwich? I asked for a sandwich with no bread. Uh, yeah, it's just difficult to put all the fillings. Uh, that sounds like something. a you problem. Okay, you know what? What you've asked for is a salad. I'll just put it in a bowl here. So this is everything. That I'm would allergic be on the to salad. Oh, you know what? You just wait here. I'm coming back. Oh boy. And so the, the disgruntled crew member left, stomping along, and well, the guy in the food truck, he just sat there. Sat there waiting for him to get his comeuppance, I suppose, for not being able to make this sandwich. Hey, man, are you just just gonna sit there, or are we gonna get our lunch? I mean, there's a line out the door. I, I, I can, I can make your lunch. Sure, I'm just waiting to get yelled at for uh, making a sandwich with bread when I was told to. Listen, I don't, I don't want to cause waves or anything. It's just like it's your job and it's lunch right now, and we got. Yes. Okay. So here you go. You have your choice. You can get uh, the chicken or the fish. Uh, oh, uh, can I get chicken and fish or? Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay, here you go. Cool. Thank you. 
No problem. Hey, hey, down here under the table. What? Under the hello? Yes, yes. Oh, um, hey, I've been down here for quite some time. I see you a little bit stressed out about this big old line. Yeah, I, I, I suppose I am. I'm just very worried about doing it incorrectly, especially when it's the only thing I do for my job is make lunch. I've never been told I made a sandwich wrong before. It's very odd. And these people, they're so finicky showbiz, right? It's, it's a whole beast of its own. And this is Boy, coming I'll from say. a table creature. I say, yeah, I was just going to ask what kind of creature you were, but you're a table creature. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I come from a whole line of table creatures. We've all lived under tables. We all uh, just eat the scraps under tables. Um, And have you been here the whole time or are you just speaking up today? uh, Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I waited for you to be exactly stressed enough for me to jump in. Wow, I must be really stressed because uh, I've never even noticed you before. Uh, yeah, well, I go up. I'm kind of like taped to the top of the table usually. Oh, like a wad of gum. Yes, yes, exactly. Like a wad of gum. I'm actually beside your gum. Oh, I, oh I'm hey, very sorry. I, sorry, sorry, gum. I didn't realize you were also sentient. It's okay. Don't worry about it, man. It's, uh, you know, it's pretty lonely up here. But ever since I met this guy, things have been going pretty good. Oh, so this guy can turn things around? Boy, I'd sure like my life turned around. Well, here's my idea, and this is a big one, okay? I'm thinking that maybe when someone complains, invite them in your truck, kill them. <laughs> yeah. And th- that's as far as the plan goes? Uh, Well, uh, stuff them under the table with me. Yeah. And I'll we'll, dispose of the rest. We'll, we'll chop them up, make them into little sandwiches, and then you feed them to the rest of the crew. Nobody's the wiser. Say, that would, that would save on my costs. Yeah. Uh, you could say that they are, uh, I don't know, uh, pork cutlets. Ooh, I like that. I also uh, like a Montreal smoked meat where no one knows what the meat is. <laughs> right. And you might be thinking, well, if you could make these people into uh, sandwiches, why wouldn't you just help me with the sandwiches? To That's begin exactly with? what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. But uh, as a table creature, we can only do things that are evil. That's the rule. Uh, well, yeah. uh, if it means my life will turn around yeah, and, and I can experience some joy in this job. And as and you old know what? gum, all I can do is something chewy. So I, if the gum likes you, then I like you, too. I'm in. Let's do it. Uh, excuse me. Are you on the phone? Uh, I OK, I brought my director here and uh, he wants to talk to you. Oh, uh, sure. Uh, yes. Come on inside. Uh, OK. Yeah. So basically, this guy told me that I can't have. Hey, whoa, it's way smaller in here than I thought. Yeah, let me just shut the door for you. Maybe that'll help. No, no, no. I'm kind of cla- claustrophobic. Um, hey, uh, uh, yeah, um, yeah. Sorry, can you? Th- this door seems to be locked. Yeah, it, it automatically locks when you shut the door. Say, just stand by that table. Yeah. yeah okay. Uh, um, look, man. Maybe uh, I got to apologize. Maybe I'm just being stressed out. You know, it's hard being a key grip. So. Uh, no, it's totally okay. Don't worry about it. Would you like me to cut your sandwich in half? Uh, sure. Yeah. Here's my knife and here's your guts. He cuts him in half. (laughs) Yes, that's good. That's good. I'll drag him under. Come on, come on, come on. And I'll stick him in place. Thanks, gum. No problem. Well, that was easier than I thought. We just lured a key grip in and murdered him. And now Uh, to turn him into lunch. Hey, it's the director here. Um, Yeah, I came in too. Um, Yeah, I'm going to need my key grip back. 
Oh, <sighs> sure. Hey, could you stand by that table for a second? Right over here? Yeah, that's the one. This one? Yeah, you. wow, you really take direction well. I, I'm a director. I've been on both sides. Nice! Oh! <laughs> I'll drag him under, too. Perfect. Sandwiches for everybody today. <laughs> oh, we got a lot of work to do, Gum. Oh, who's going to direct the film now? You know what? I'll do it. This could be your big break. That's I've always wanted to direct a film, not just direct the making of food. That's true. We'll make the sandwiches. You make the film. I'm on board. Let's do it. Get out there. Be a star. Or the person who directs stars. The directors, I don't need to be a star. But I get what you're saying. Yeah. If you're Michael Bay, you're the star. Oh, I am not Michael Bay. <laughs> So there the food truck runner goes. He runs, he runs, he runs onto set, puts on the uh, little director's beret. Attention, everyone. His... Attention. My name is Gary, and I am going to be directing this film. You may know me as the food truck guy, but our current director left and left me in charge. That's how Hollywood works. So oh, I'll be directing this movie from now on. Makes sense, yeah. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah, okay. All right. What scene are we at today? Oh, oh yes, absolutely, um, sir. Yes. Uh, right now, we are filming the big fight sequence between the uh, the horses riding horseback and the people riding people back. So ah. we're very excited. Uh, this is a big, big, big. We're blowing most of our budget on this one thing. We only have like two or three takes, so we want to make sure that we get it right. Excellent. All right. Are the horses on horseback ready? Uh, yes, they are mounted. Are the people on people back ready? Um, one second. I will make sure to get the, oh, yep. Getting the, yep. They are ready right now. All right. Uh, uh camera, camera operator. Are we ready to go here? Oh, yeah. Okay, great. All right. And head directly towards each other and action. So there they ran clunking heads and just falling over. What a scene. <laughs> Perfect. Cut. We don't need anything else. One take. Uh, um, <laughs> maybe one for safety. Uh, do you have the time and extra horses? Uh, I'm afraid. One? Uh, no. And, and I can see I'm not wearing the beret. Okay. That's uh, fine. We got, we have three cameras running. We can use the footage from all three cameras. It'll be fine. Moving well, on. What's our next scene? Um, I, I, I think it's just the uh, the love interest scene right now with the, the two people uh, making sweet, sweet love. Uh, so we just have to move into the uh, into the cottage. All right. Shovel up those horses and we'll move into the cottage. Uh, yeah. Where should we dump these horses? Uh, just take them over by the food truck. Oh, OK. <laughs> uh, oh, all right. Hey, you heard the beret. Let's do this. Those horses must be hungry, I guess. Oh, God, what are we going to do now? We got all these horses, so many people in line. We were, we're really in over our heads over here, Gum. Yeah, I just thought we were going to take a few people out, but now we have to get rid of these horses, too? Oh, God. I, I, you know what? I quit. You quit? I quit. It's too much. Well, I can't run this place on my own. <laughs> well, you're going to have to just <laughs> oh, have no. everyone stuck, I guess. Oh, gee, I guess. I'll just stick them all in place, but... That's not going to be good. I'm not going to leave, though. Like, I can't just leave. I got to go tell at least, you know, the director. Tell. tell. Oh, you're going to tell him that you're quitting. I yeah, see. I got to tell him I'm quitting. Right. 
I'm not scared of confrontation if that's what you think. Okay, well, hey, if you're quitting, maybe I'll quit too. What? Yeah, I'll stick with you. Okay, that's well, what I do. Yeah, I'll just put you on my back, I guess. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, this is nice. You'll just leave these bodies here. Wow, it's much damper than I expected it was going to be. All right, let's let's go over. They run over into the cottage. Uh, two people are just graphically having sex as the director is just <laughs> waving his hand in the air. Uh, That's we... it. Go. I go. Think... <laughs> keep going. I don't now know. Stop. Now look at her. Now keep going. Uh, uh, now don't uh, look at her and keep going. Listen, I don't know if we're legally allowed to do full penetration, but... Uh... Uh, I don't care about legal. I'm a director now. Get keep going. Okay. All right. Well, keep keep going. And cut. Camera operator, you get all that? Uh, yeah. I don't know if we can use any of this. Really? What's <laughs> yeah, the matter it's... with it? I thought it looked great. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't. We. It's all close-ups. I don't know why you wanted that. <laughs> because then people can imagine themselves in the scene. If you don't see the actors' faces, it it could be anybody. Right. I. I all right. I guess so. Oh God, this is gross. I'm just gonna go give this to editing. Great. All right. Good job. Good job, my two actors. Thank you so much. Uh, oh, my pleasure. I do this for free. <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me. Oh, a table creature. Uh, guys, everybody, uh, take five. Take five. I have to chat with a, with a good friend. I'm going to oh. need 15. Okay, yeah, 15, 15, and drink some orange juice. Uh, table creature, what's going on? Uh, I, just, I, just, I couldn't do the job anymore. I couldn't. What do you mean you truck. couldn't do the job? I, I couldn't do it anymore. I got tired. This was, this was your, I was going to become a director, and then you said, we'll take over the food truck, you and the gum. So now are you telling me you've bailed on the gum? Uh, yeah, I made 10 cents. I'm here too. He's here. You came too? Well, who's running the food truck? Uh, the horses. Those horses are not equipped to run a food truck. Oh, geez, really? Look, as the director here, I'm afraid I'm going to have to fire you both. What? Uh, you can't fire us. We were I'm the director. Quit. Of course I can fire you. Oh, damn, he beat us. Oh, God. Well, what are we supposed to do? We're the one that made you the director. Yeah, you've made a monster. Oh, God. Uh, well, can we have another job on set? Sure, you're rehired as the guys who scoop up the horses. Now get to it. Oh, God, oh, we got to go back to the food truck now. Uh, I guess. But then All right, have you had truck? your 15? Have you drank enough orange juice? Let's go. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. Um, I just have to say it's been real pleasure working with Scarlett Johansson on this film. <laughs> yeah, it's been a lot of fun, you know. I, I'm glad I played Black Widow and I can move on to other things. Yeah, you gotta like break out of your Disney, you know, like- Oh, uh, this is, you can and... tell by the way he was shooting that sex scene that he, this is not Disney. No, no, yeah, uh -huh. All right, uh, should I enter you now? Absolutely. Oh yeah, that's it, keep going! Wow, this is really, uh, really erotic. Uh, you know, I, my favorite sex scenes begin with, should I enter you now? <laughs> well, yeah, and that's what we're trying to do here with people versus horses. You have to have a moment between yeah. the people yeah. that make you feel for the people when before the, the big horse and people fight. When do, the horses have, when do the horses have sex? Oh, that's coming up. Oh, I guess we should go get them then, huh? 
Oh, we oh. got to scoop them up. I can't wait for the premiere and all the great reviews. Hey, I just want to make sure that my name's going to be in the credits for this. Table creature? Yes. Perfect. Okay. It's good. And gum? Gum? Do you want your name to be gum or do you want the brand name, like your family name? Well, I would like the family name, but I understand if you can't put it for legal reasons. No, of course I can. We can yeah. play gum, the you know, horse wrangler, uh, table mm-hmm. creature, and Wrigley gum. That's well, it's gum Wrigley, but yes. Oh, sure, gum Wrigley. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll make it make sense. Family name, you know, last, but I understand. I Absolutely. understand the confusion. You know, people get that mixed up all the time. It happens all the time. Mm-hmm. All right, gum. Let's get to scooping. All right, let's scoop those horses up so they can fuck. <laughs> So they, they went, scooped the horses up, brought them right back, dumped them off into the bed. That's it, horses. Go, go. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Let's go. Oh, hi, ho, Silver. I think we could get jail time for this. Well, we'll see when the movie comes out. I think people are going to think it's just fine. The movie premieres one year later. <laughs> Oh, boy, I'm so excited for this. People, horses, this movie has everything. Yeah, people versus horses. It's been a long time coming. And, uh, you know, as a first-time director uh, taking over for a big-name director who mysteriously passed away, I'm really looking forward to just everybody seeing my vision. Yeah, it's great that it's debuting everywhere at the same time. No one knows. You kept everything so secretive. Uh, yeah. We're really excited here at Nickelodeon. We're so <laughs> excited for this. Yeah, you should be. You know what? Uh, it's a great platform to be seen by this many people worldwide at the exact same time. No, you, you, no sneak peeks, no, uh, no preview copies or anything. This is going to be something. Yeah, we're so excited. Thanks so much. Oh, you're very welcome. They go into the theater. They watch the movie. It's 35 minutes of just pure horror on the Nickelodeon executive's face. (laughs) So, huh? What do you think? A 35-minute movie. That's not the issue. (laughs) It should be longer. You think it should be longer? I can add more to it. There was all sorts of footage we did not use. No, no, no. This was called People versus Horses. and. I feel like this was just hardcore person on person porn and then hardcore horse on horse porn. Yeah, they're competing to see who does it better. That's the people versus horses. I misunderstood. Oh, you thought it was going to, you honestly thought I was going to make a movie where people and horses fought each other? I mean, the poster shows them facing off in a huge epic battle. That's the reason it's this poster is very misleading. Also, PG-13? Absolutely not. Well, I think a 13-year-old can know that people and horses do these things. Oh, uh, <laughs> you wait here. I'm going to the authorities. With the authorities? Oh, to ask them how much they liked it? Okay. I also want to give you a piece of my mind. Uh, Was a table creature? Yeah, yeah. I was watching. I was underneath the chair this time. (laughs) Well, well, you're changing it up. Yeah, well, you know, you got to keep it fresh in life. True. That's true. Uh, I noticed that it said it had me under cast. It said the role of table was played by creature rather than me having any sort of role in the movie. That's a mistake. That's a mistake by our credits department. And I will have that fixed immediately for the worldwide release. 
Okay, okay. Well, I, as long as it's fixed, and I will be on you about this. Yeah, and mine. Well, yeah, had, I, and mine said wiggly bum. That's not right. I. It's not. No, it's gum wiggly. Oh, that's oh, again. That's more. I. That might have been my mistake when I wrote it down. But I understand, and I will again have the credits department fix that before our worldwide release. Thank you oh, so much. Uh, hello there. Uh, I'm uh, I'm horse number four, and I was credited as horse number five. Can that be oh, changed? Yes, of course it can be changed. I'm very sorry. By the way, you were excellent. Well, people say I'm hung like a. Well, see you later. And I'm horse dong number two, but I was credited as horse cock number four. And I just want to make sure that it's horse dong number two. Having a really hard time with the credits today. I'm, I'm wondering if we need to fire our credits maker. <laughs> hey, I'm the credits maker. I worked really hard on this and I just hate being roasted like this. I just did exactly what you had written down. I understand, but we need to have it approved. So after I give it to you, you do it and show it to somebody so we can approve it and we can avoid a very embarrassing situation like this. Well, I just don't appreciate being put under fire like this. I worked really hard on those credits. Did you see the special design I did of the animated squiggle just making its way through everyone's names? I'm going to assume that you worked a long and hard on that animated squiggle. And the freeze frame on everyone's face in the sex scene as they're about to, you know, blow it. Which I think it's great. But if you spent all that time doing those those things and not double checking the credits, then what kind of credits maker are you? So I'm supposed to watch the movie and assume that the role of table wasn't played by creature. I don't know Correct. who's playing the table. Correct. Or at least double check the credits with somebody, the casting department, anyone. It seems like you fell through here, credits maker. And I'm going to see to it that you never work in this town again. Uh, we're the authorities. We got some reports that someone needed to be arrested. Who? who uh, that's to... probably me. That's probably me. Oh. I made a movie where horses have sex with horses and showed it on Nickelodeon. Okay. I'm starting to see the error of my ways. Boy, this was some bad deal I made with Table Creature. Yeah, we yeah, we could take you away. That's cool. We just you know, we heard some things and they said to take someone. So we'll take you to jail now if that's. Cool. Oh, go. Oh, my mistake. It really could have been anybody. Oh, I outed myself there. Oh, oh, oh it no. could have been someone else. Yeah, it's probably that table creature right there. Oh, no, no. You know, I, I'm just in the movie. I play the table. Wait, you were what did you do the with the director? Where's that director table creature? You yeah. killed him, remember? Oh, my God. I still have his blood on my hands. Take him away. All right. All right. Just put that. Uh, yep. Yeah, put your, I don't know, gum extensions behind your, your back. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you uh, put one of your sets of arms behind your back. Okay, great. I'll stick them in place. I could be a deputy. <laughs> wow. I can't believe I made a deal with a demon and got away with it without any comeuppance whatsoever. That's Hollywood, baby. <laughs> that was a scary story. Wow. It really was. Yeah. <laughs> cautionary tale. Really. It was a cautionary tale. Yeah. And just a very accurate depiction on how to uh, dip your toes in the water of the film industry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's from kill the, kill the director and walk on set. <laughs> it's a rags to riches story. It's a cautionary tale, mostly for the demon. A lot of people yeah. don't realize that's how Spielberg got started. It's oh. true. Yeah. Yeah. What was that train movie he started with? Have you ever seen that movie? It's like some crazy runaway train. It's the no. Spielberg's first movie, and somebody saw that and went, "He'd be good to make a shark movie." 
<laughs> well, I mean, a shark is the train of the sea, so it's true. You're absolutely oh, right. Mm-hmm. Write that down. That's a new T-shirt for Spook. The shark is the train of the sea. <laughs> oh man. Well, th- thank you so much for uh, coming on uh, today. Uh, let's do a round of uh, plugs. Snug, where can everyone follow you? Uh, you can find me at Nargang at Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can find me, uh, the Illusionoid podcast. Our archives are up on uh, Illusionoid.com or on iTunes or wherever you get your fine podcasts at the podcast store, if you will. Uh, Monday nights on Instagram Live, I do a recap of the three-hour program that is Monday Night Raw, and I do it in about 15 minutes, so you don't have to sit through three hours of it. Uh, and... Um, yeah, looking forward to getting back out and doing some improv once uh, the stages are open up again. Uh, Comedy Bar just said they were going to l- allow two people on stage at the same time. So I said, let's do some duos improv. And that was met with a round of, um, I'm going to say, fuck yous from a bunch of stand-ups. So um, <laughs> we'll, we'll, I'm glad to see that in the pandemic, the brutal stand-up versus improv feud has continued. <laughs> uh, Josh, where can everyone follow you? Absolutely. Um, I'm currently working on the sixth studio album with my Halloween band, The Crawls. So follow The Crawls band on all the social media. Look for it. It's going to be debuting in a couple months. But like say around Halloween? Yeah. No, a little bit before because we oh, want to okay, make good. sure that you get it. Um, yeah, but we're really excited. We're, we're pretty deep into it. So I'm excited. Amazing. And we'll be tweeting all of that out at Spooked Podcast, mm-hmm. as well as go to the sonarnetwork.com. You'll be able to see a full profile on Nug and Josh with direct links to both of their social media, as well uh, with shows returning. I have a uh, show that I'm running on or August 28th at 8 p.m. at Comedy Bar. Let's bring Sean Mendes to Comedy Bar. Wow. Let's get Sean Mendes to Comedy Bar. Well, only only if he's double vaxxed. Only if he's double vaxxed. Yeah, I well, feel like Sean Mendes is a responsible guy and he would be double vaxxed. By I don't know. I don't know. I, so if you, he's listening, he better be because if he's how, not, then we don't want him. How hard are you trying to get him there? Oh, we're going to get him there. <laughs> That's what I wanted to hear. <laughs> I'm going to get my tickets now. Yes, he's gonna be there. Yeah, he better sign my picture. I mean, before pandemic, he didn't show up for the shows we did. Mm-hmm. But I feel like while things are just slightly opening, that's when it's most likely yeah. <laughs> dipping his toe. He wants to dip his toe to the yeah. comedy world. You don't yeah. want to jump right to a big stadium full of people. No way. Oh, no, so dangerous. Get into the exactly. into dip your toe into the cabaret space of yeah. the comedy bar. That's right. That's right. <laughs> there we go. Spooked. <laughs> Spooked. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar!